Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hi. What's up? What is up? Motherfucking welcome to the show. This is episode... 22. 22. Of... We Drink and We Know Things. The podcast. (laughs) Yeah, 22 of them. That's awesome. I'm Andrea. I'm Tom. We're the pains. Hello. Um, We are husband and wife. Mm Mm-hmm. If you've never been here before, welcome. Hello. Thank you Actually, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Fucking douchebags. No, welcome, welcome, welcome. That was a weird tangent. Come all, come one, come all. Yes. Um, and if you have been here before, you know the drill. You know what it but is. But we kind of got kind of, 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 we got to kind of lay it out for the, for the yeah. newbies. Recap it a little bit. We talk about true crime, conspiracies. Weird shit. Ghost stories. Ham sandwiches. stuff. All things weird. Yeah. Um, a lot of dolls. A lot of living dolls recently, I think. Well. In the, in the last little bit. Yeah. There's been some there's dolls. Been a couple. There's been some living dolls. There's been some alien sex. There's been weird stuff. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what Tom's going to talk about. Correct. And I don't know what you're going to talk about. And, you know? That's the whole fucking... Element of surprise. Yes, yes. Here we are. And it's called We Drink and We Know Things because we are... We're drinking. Spitting out some knowledge to you guys. About some stuff, so I'm you learn. Drinking. Oh, but then we're drinking. Yeah, there's a lot of drinking. Sometimes too much. You can you could find those in the episodes. You know, it happens. There might be like What's a that? slur or two. There are many a slur on some of we our might episodes. Stumble on occasion. On the uh, we might biff a, a small detail here. And I might there. mess up something in my story. I think I've pronounced every name wrong since <laughs> the beginning of the podcast. But you know what? We're having fun. We're having a good time with it. What's up? Uh, while we're on talking about drinking, yeah. Sometimes Tom makes us cocktails. I'd like. I have this whole thing in my head that I'm gonna do it every time, and yeah, the um, yeah. and it it's it's not feasible, man. Because sometimes you gotta use liqueurs, so, and the amount of citrus that goes in a cocktail. Jesus <laughs> Christ, we have so many lemons. We and cannot limes afford and them oranges. Jesus, <laughs> who's making? all these damn cocktails for you on these podcasts where are you getting all this citrus from stop it y'all oh my word just working them to death anyway so this time i did make us a cocktail mm-hmm. uh this cocktail contains citrus wait i gotta grab mine i haven't so i haven't as well as yeah. us not knowing it's each other's stories surprise i don't do. know what yeah. tom is giving me it could be roofied of the, of the evening is and typically it is roofied so i can play spider-man all night great yes i'm just kidding i don't advocate roofies no we don't advocate roofies don't or floories or any of that shit do any of that shit you fuckers anyway this is a cocktail that i've made it's, it's a pretty little, it's foamy and frothy isn't it mm-hmm. yes i threw i threw eggs in it egg whites oh no i mixed it up so this is just i i, I love these i'm so trash for loving these don't clinky until oh, you tell me it's what's a in smushy it clink what this is it time. Uh, this is an amaretto sour. Oh, I think my mom likes these. Your mom loves these. Everybody loves my these. My mom has never been drunk in her whole life, which is hilarious because of, you know, who if I am. If you knew Gail. But uh, my mother is, yeah, her name is That's Gail. obviously. But, but when she does drink, she will 
take a few sips off of an amaretto Listen, honey, sour. I don't always drink, but when I do, it's no, an amaretto she, sour. Anyway, this is a super sweet good. cocktail. So it, com- it we make it with a little amaretto. So I went with the Di Sorono amaretto. And okay. it is, uh, so it's like a maraschino liqueur. Not a maraschino, but it's like a cherry liqueur. Uh, it's got some hazelnut in there. You want to do a clinky? Yes. Ooh, oh, squishy. those don't clinky very well. No, but it's going to be good. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. What do you think? I don't know. I don't hate it. Okay. Okay. I feel like I didn't knock it out of the park here, guys. I know it's a good cocktail, but it tastes like icing, and mm-hmm. I hate icing. So you hate the cocktail? No. If you hate ice, it's a facto, bro. No, no, no. I think oh, it's uh, I think I can get through You think you can get through it? Gee, my knee. It tastes like liquid icing. Mm. Some people would appreciate that. Oh, I'm sure. I think it's super I, I, sweet. Like it's I like said, a dessert like a... drink. Mm-hmm. I've just been fiending for one of these, so I was just like, I'm going to just bite the bullet. But yeah, man, so there's Di Sirono in here. There's there's egg white. There's some simple syrup I whipped up and some... some, some I love stuff. when you make simple syrup. It's very good. Yeah, it's just sugar. What will... So, anyway, oh, now that a... this cocktail fell real, we're gonna have 86 no, this segment. No, <laughs> no, it's not bad. No, it's like delicious. I said, it's not it's a bad good. cocktail. I, like I thought about putting some bitters in it because you got a very sweet. unique palate. Yeah, yeah, I'm picky. You're super picky. God. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. I, I, no, we'll we'll post well. that recipe in case a recipe. Yeah, I took a picture. Yeah. Mm, recipe. I took yeah. a picture in my brain or whatever. Oh, cool. Yeah, we can post that. Post it on the yeah. Brain? Post it my brain pictures. Great. Yeah. Um, no, I, I love trying new cocktails. I'm not gonna love them all. Yeah, we were actually talking about that earlier. I was like, I'm gonna I'm just fucking start making, like, corpse revivers and paper airplanes, and those are, like, super obscure. I'm gonna start Whoa. making gin cocktails. I'm gonna start making fucking tequila cocktails. Hey, there hasn't been a cocktail yet that I haven't liked. Except for the one that I just, that you just ran through. A, I meant before, just, right now. You just drug it through no, a no, no, thing no. of bullshit. I didn't. I said it's a good cocktail. It's just too sweet for me. Mm. I'm going to drink it. It literally tastes like liquid icing. So if you like icing, my sister would like that. Your sister would love this. What up? Hi, Natalie. Natalie, I'll send you the recipe, bro. Sister. Um, so just a quick little change of pace. Yep, changing the... We're certainly changing the pace after oh that. My God. Well, I'm going to go ahead and sip, sip a little rosé Damn, that I had on the Damn, fucked side. up, bro. Dang. I spent $11 on that amaretto. It was so good. I bought fresh lines. So there's this th- oh. this like meme that keeps popping up that I've seen mainly on our true crime stuff, but also on Facebook and really everywhere. Yeah. And it's uh it's a picture of you know words. Uh. Google Florida man followed by your birthday. Oh. Because Florida's fucking insane. If you hear any uh, rattling in the background, it's Snow our dog getting fucking comfortable up now. in our armchair. Using my jacket and my sweater other to po- make a bed. Other podcasts like to use like music and special effects. We just have our animals running around causing fucking it's, chaos. It's dog ASMR. So you Google Florida man followed by your birthday because mm-hmm. Florida's fucking nuts. Yeah. And it's a wild place. I don't know if I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but they have this thing called like the sunshine law. Which sounds like it would be something fun and right. wholesome. Um, and it's it's a law where, like, I think it's like I don't I don't know the specifics, but basically the the details of cases 
and the specifics and the testimony, shit like that is mm-hmm. like released. Basically, you get the 411, you like get right all the, the details yeah. and reporters and investigators can can get all of that, you know, public record like right after crimes, whereas in other states... So that's why that we have all those really super hidden. bizarre headlines from Florida, essentially. I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another more dog noises. Enjoy them. So I found it to be really funny, and it was something that was, like, really circling. Okay. Um, so circling. I thought that's circulating. So, okay. I thought it was like, my bad. Oh, that's interesting. What so I did Florida Man April 4th, which mm. is my birthday. Yes, which is coming for us. it came up as... 71-year-old man accused of repeatedly exposing himself at eateries. He was then placed mm-hmm. on house arrest. Oh, man. Don't let your... Don't hang dong in public, man, especially at restaurants. Woof. So then I was like, well, now I'm going to do Tom's, which is April 8th. We're yep. four days apart. Yep. And it... The exact same article popped up because this man was doing it from... The period. The, he was the, on a yeah, fucking from the fourth to the eighth. He was on a he was on a dick a dick dropping spree. Ah, he just out flopping his wang out. Nobody wants to see your dick. Hey, can eating. I get the charcuterie board? And hey, look at my dick. It's so gross. Yeah, what the fuck? So, I wanted a second one. So I went ahead and did my best friend's birthday, which is on April first, because I thought that could be funny. I'm your best friend, and my birthday is April the eighth. My shut up <laughs> my my best friend emma hi emma uh her birthday's on april 1st which i also thought would be funny because she's my best friend and it's april fool's day yeah i don't believe that's really her birthday <laughs> yeah, <laughs> april fools. i gotcha so april 1st florida man mistakes corpse of 96 year old suicide victim for an april fool's prank and hurls the woman's body into a dumpster <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? That was a really, that was a really believable mannequin. I think if it crunched when it hit the when it hit like the dumpster. You stumble upon a body and it you're like, funny too. that's not, that's definitely a dummy. I'm gonna check it. I should, I should be a good Samaritan and put it in the dumpster. These kids out here, they're gonna give somebody a heart attack. Okay. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> also. Why is it's, a 96-year-old killing themselves? She's over life. She killed herself from living so long. She's over it. Yeah, she died because she's... I mean, give it a day or two. You're probably just going to... Yeah. How do they How do they determine it was suicide? Well, you know, I didn't... I literally Googled Florida man. Well, here's how she killed herself. She lived for 96 years. She lived 96 years Why and died. Why is she talking like that? It's Florida. Maybe the detective wasn't from Florida or the, or the journalist. Journalists, I feel like, are all from Brooklyn. All right. That's good. <laughs> so that's a fun little thing. I, I don't know if that it's fun, but I've it's something heard, that's circling. I've heard a kind of Circul- a f- I said it. I said circulating. Learn words. Circulating. There it is. I've actually heard some stuff about Florida Man being almost on par with Slender Man. In, no. that, in that it's like a monster that's that's possessing people in Florida. Florida Man does what this. You, Florida what? Man does that. So they're saying that Florida no. Man is actually an... Let me... Come on. Florida Man is actually an entity and not a, a specific group of just all these different people that it's an actual presence or an actual physical, like, you know, like a demon or something. Yeah. So when you look up Florida Man, it's actually this... All of those... Inst- there's a theory that all of those instances are of, like, Florida Man possessing people to do crazy shit. So... Even, putting his dick even, out in a restaurant even, is... And, and yeah. even throwing a, a 96-year-old year woman into a dumpster. That Florida woman that, like, stole a boat and yelled that she was Jack Sparrow. 
That's the demon. I don't know. That's the demons, baby. All right. Well, you know, share us. Share us. Yeah. If share you're in Florida, we're, we're sorry about all of that. Uh, email us with your fun little Florida and your name. You don't have to give us your full name. Your social security if you, number. If you've got a really funny one. Address. Email us at we drink and we know things podcast at gmail.com with your fun story and we'll share it. So with that being said, we've gotten... I don't know what happened. I We constantly check for reviews. Not very well, apparently, though. We're checking, <laughs> but we're not. I guess we're and not. I just discovered like a, a handful of, of reviews on iTunes. Which is so dope, man. Leave us a fucking reviews review, man. That we missed, and it's it's just so it's dope. heartwarming and amazing. So we're just going to read a couple and do a little shout out to yeah. these people who left us yeah. reviews. Because it really means a lot. And if you're listening and you like us and you haven't left us a review. Fuck you, do it. If you like us, five stars enough, go leave a review. If not, that's fine. You just don't do it. Press stop right now just, and go listen to Lore or something. If, if we don't like something we do, just write it in your diary and, and, we don't and hear eat some ice cream. We can't Don't this write a review a, this about This will have a meltdown. Don't do it to us. <laughs> so on March 7th of this year, which is so not so, so Pretty recent. recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was from Hot Mommy. What up? What up, though? Bay. Oh, no, I don't ever use nope. that term, but we're 30. Hi. So it's five star review. She says, great fun, interesting topics and great witty and great witty banter. So much fun to listen to. Their rapport with each other is undeniable. I wish I could share this podcast with my kids, but a few too many F-bombs for delicate juvenile ears. Hot we're mommy, fucking well, sorry we're about sorry that, about but it. fucking thank you for the review. Fucking. Seriously. Um, we should do like a kid-friendly version. What would that even entail? Yeah, I don't think anything I talk about is kid-friendly. So this next one is going to be, which I think she might be local. Read that one. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. This one's from Lindsay1989. What's Lindsay1989, which means you were probably born the same year. So what's up, Lindsay? You're great. 1989. Oh my God, I bet that's the Lindsay who, who emailed us. Oh, I don't know if is. this is the Lindsay who, who emailed us, but I... I What's up? If was going to go ahead and shout out. We did get a really awesome fucking email. We already have. I did? Yeah, well, we I'm going to shout out again. Lindsay, <sighs> you're awesome. Thanks for emailing us. Um, Ham sandwich. LOL. What? Go back and listen. You'll know what it is. Very well researched. Great topics. If you're into that true crime, paranormal, creepypasta, and conspiracy genre, this is the podcast for you. Keep up the great work, Tom and Andrea. You guys are great. Yay. Come on, Lindsay. What a great review, guys. Come on. You can do that. You you could do a review just as good as we that. won't bore you guys with any more because I know we're just flaunting. But it it's it's a humble brag because sure. we are just so pleased to yeah. It's crazy. Get those it's there were people listening in Australia. It means so much more yeah, to us than you think. Yeah, I saw that there were people listening to us in Australia and Canada and Canada. So what up? We think we're thanks, funny. guys. Basically, we're just saying if you do listen and you like us. Just a couple. It helps us words. grow the podcast. It's honestly, just... man, it helps us get better. But beyond that, it just makes us feel really amazing. And mm, to just ha- the feels. Well, I mean, it gives us a boost to keep doing keep, great research. Keep on keeping on. Um, t- because we know people are listening. So yeah. And we, I think we kind of. Th- that's we're that's done better be it with our little intro. Anything else we got to say? It can wait. Sorry mm. if that was you know annoying. If but it was a bit much. Yeah, I don't think it was. I think we're cool. 
I kind of go for I kind of go for that sometimes on the snow podcast. I like that shit. I like the banter. Well, yeah, I never really thought we would do too much of that banter in the beginning, but I don't know. We just kind of want to update you guys on what's going on. Yeah, and we stuff, don't you know. But with that being said, I am first this episode. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I usually kind of go into this with like I'm gonna talk about this thing or I'm going to talk about this person. I'm not really going to give you a specific. I'm just going to go into the story because I'm this about that. is a doozy. Weird. Right? You never do doozies. This was one do doozies. that I knew I wanted to cover. I had randomly heard it on another podcast, I think, and forgot about it. And then I randomly, when I was doing my research for a different case for this episode, it just like popped in my brain and I was like, oh my God, I've got to do it. Yeah. So here we that go. Was, that was a nice, that was a nice bit of build up there. I'm excited. So our story is going to start with the Andrews family. So the Andrews family is Annie, Jessica, and Frank. There were a few articles, I will say, that called Frank Brian, which I don't understand. And I am going off of a investigation discovery show that I watched, and they call him Frank. So I don't know where Brian. Listen, my name is Frank, but but I go by Brian. It makes no fucking sense. No, every that's my nickname. People call me Brian. Makes no sense. So I'm gonna go with Frank because I'm going with the show. I'm gonna call him Brian in my head. No, just in my head. B. Just gonna call him B. Sup, B? You probably killed a bunch of people. So we've got Annie, Jessica, and Frank. Yeah. Frank is the father. Annie and Jessica are the daughters. Annie is the older of the two daughters. Yeah. And a few months before what I'm about to get into, their mother was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, no. And she passes away. Okay. So we just, have... Just Frank and the kids. We have Frank and his two two daughters who are... I... I Looked and looked to try to figure out their actual ages, and I could not figure it out. But I know that Annie is in her kind of late teens, and Jessica's a little younger. Okay. So Frank, their father, is a truck driver. So he is out late, gone a lot of nights, and they're really home, kind of you know kicking it on their own. They don't have their mother. What could go wrong? They're adolescent teens sure you know they and adolescent teens never get into shenanigans well and you know they you know they're grieving their mother and sure from what i heard and saw and read it, it was a very very difficult time for them they they didn't take it well they were having a really hard time you know often visiting her graveside and giving her flowers and things and just it was a a difficult time yeah and you can only imagine this single father taking care of two older girls, but also being on the road sure. a lot. They lived in a place called Pepperell, Massachusetts, which is a small town uh, mainly known for its uh, paper mills. Oh, uh, I love that. I love that place. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great paper coming out of there. Mm. And basically the, the, the two young girls were having a lot of nights home, you know, Solo. Taking care of each other. By themselves, yeah. So at some point, um, a little while after their mother has passed away, 
around 1986, Annie, the older girl, she gets a phone call from a boy. Ooh. So this is still landline days. And this boy says his name is Danny and that he got her phone number from a classmate at school. He had seen her, I guess whatever, had shown interest and asked for her for, for had asked for, <laughs> had asked for her phone number and got it and he called her and was like, "Hi, I'm this boy. You're cute." This is going to be Let's like Catfish the 1995 edition. So <laughs> He said that he was a teenager. Um, he was 50. From, well, I think he said he was a teenager from another high school. So he didn't go to the same high school, but he knew somebody from her high school. And that he was the star of the football team. Of course he was. Blonde-haired, attractive, Fucking you know, huge dude. pecs. Great dude. Great right? calves. He hangs dong. So, that was not... That I've, said that, say that. I've said that too many times this I episode did already. did <laughs> So, Andy became really smitten. With the boy, and they, this was just over the phone. And after a couple, after a couple weeks of speaking, Daniel finally asked her out on a date. Oh, she, he buddy. asked her if he wanted, if she wanted to go get some ice cream, and she's like, "Duh, yeah, obviously, of course, I want to meet this boy that I've been talking to that I'm like infatuated with." Uh-huh. You know, she's gone through this loss. She's got this new boy who's into her. So he comes to pick her up for the date. And when she answered the door, Daniel was not at all uh, what she expected. Fucking catfish. VHS version. The boy she had been talking to was athletic and blonde, as I said. But when she opened the door, this was a lanky, dark-haired, short dude with acne. Short and lanky? And acne? And not... Like, he... If you're gonna do that, like, and you're gonna show up... Don't say you have blonde hair. Yeah, at least, at least, you if know. If you have dark hair, don't say you have blonde hair. Like. Yeah, I'm just leaning out right now. he could at least, like, act like he thought he was hot and yeah. big or whatever. But you even lied about your hair color. Kids today will never have to stupid. worry. Well, I guess, I mean, that's what catfishing still happens. Yeah. Mm. So she was obviously very disappointed. This, sure. She was like, this is not what you tell me. You look like great. Okay. But she felt like she needed to go out with him and go on the date. So she did. She goes with she's him. She's going to regret that. So she's on this date. Ice she's cream date. feeling uncomfortable. She doesn't really want to be there. And like then apparently it gets to the point where her mother gets brought up. Oh. And he's like. And he starts to be very, very interested in the death of, of her mother. To the point where he's like, well, what was it like when she was dying like what were, what did she say? How did she act when she was dying? It was very uncomfortable things. She's fucking dying, bro. And she was like, "Okay, goodbye," and like made it an excuse and was like, "I gotta go. I'm gonna yeah. go home. I'm I'm over this." So she goes home thinking like that dude was a creep. And that dude, was the end. I'm of it. done. Bye. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay. So as I said, these girls have lost their mother. So they decide they want to have a séance. To try to talk to their mother. Oh no! So they go into the basement, and her, the older sister Annie's got like this like swinging crystal thing, and is like, if it swings to the left, it's yes. If it swings to the right, it's no. We can only ask her yes or no questions. They've got pictures of her, and they're like, we're gonna do this thing. So Fuck. they start to have this seance, and I guess in their minds they get a response. They have a thing. It's successful to them, obviously. Who knows what really happened? Sure. But their dad walks in and is like, 
what are you guys doing? And they're like, nothing. And he's like, obviously, somebody's come on. You need to come back upstairs. Stop. So they end it. They go back upstairs. And from that night on, just a bunch of weird shit starts to happen. Ooh. Um, um, I would love it if just a little ice cream boy never comes back into the story. And that was just a weird intro. <laughs> was yeah. Just a- yeah, it's just an intro. <laughs> so the girls heard a lot of knocking throughout the walls and around the house when they were home alone. Mm. Like, as I said, they were home alone a lot with their dad being, you know, a truck driver. Sure. They really thought that they had successfully. Like communed. T- yeah. Like contacted their mother. Oh. Over time, the activity began, to, the activity began to worsen oh. and they began to notice things missing from the home. So like they would have something in one room and it'd be gone or they'd find it in one room and it'd end up in another room. Other times, furniture would be moved, and they would hear faint knocks that would turn into loud banging sounds coming from the walls. So, obviously, they were getting afraid and becoming more scared, and at a certain point, I think they felt like it probably wasn't their mother. It was a big-ass rat. (laughs) So, with all this, the only person that hadn't seen these things that were happening was their dad, obviously, and... One particular night, they hear a lot of this banging. As I said, they would hear knocking, and the doorbell would ring, and they would go to the front door. Nobody would be there. The lights would go on and off. Fucking ghosts just um, door dashing. Stuff would, you know, they would hear knocks all around the wall, and as I said, stuff would be found in different places. So one night, she hear they hear banging in the basement. Uh. And the older girl is like, I don't think this is mom. But we're going to, let's, you know, grabs her sister. I think maybe she grabs a knife. I don't know. They go down to the basement. And there is a note smeared on the basement wall in what looks like blood. Oh, fuck. That says, I'm in your room. Come find me. (laughs) So they freak the fuck out. You leave the fucking house. As of course you would. And they call their dad. And they're like, you know. Yeah. That's what I would say. So he, he rushes home, and he calls the police. The police goes in. They go downstairs. They touch it. He's like, the dad's like, is the blood? And he's, the cop says, it's ketchup. So the dad is automatically like, what the fuck? You, like, these girls are so mad that I'm not home. That they're acting I'm not out. paying attention to them. They've done this to cause attention. This I cannot believe this. Right. So, you know, the cops go up there and they're like, we didn't find anybody. You're the only two in the house. It was ketchup. And they're like, we didn't do it. And dad's like, mm-hmm. Sends the cop on his way, kind of scolds the girls and is like, don't do this stuff. I'm sorry I'm don't not you, home. You know how expensive ketchup is? <laughs> uh, this was Heinz. Come on, baby. That's top shelf. <laughs> I, you know, I know that you're upset without I don't having your mother and I'm not yeah. here, but you can't do this kind of shit to get my attention. Right? Yeah. And he says, I'm sending you to therapy. You guys need therapy. Right? Yeah. So a few weeks later, this is like December 1986, the girls are watching a movie. Yeah. This is after the incident. They hear more knocking at like the top of the stairs, I believe. So, you know, they kind of like get together. They start walking up the stairs. And at the stair, at the top of the stairs is a mirror and it says, I, there's a note, 
written in the same what looks like blood, I'm back, find me. The fuck, right? The fuck, though. So they freak the fuck out. They run out of the house, and they go to a neighbor's house, and they're like, the fuck, no, please call our dad. We're not making this up. And so the neighbor calls her dad. He comes, and he's like, okay, great. And the neighbor's like, they're not. Making they're shit scared up. to death. Like they are, they've been like this for the last hour, hugging each other, shaking, terrified. I don't think they're making this up. And he's like, eh, okay. So he goes to the house. He goes in. All of the TVs are on. Ooh, I just got fucking chills. Blaring bro. with like static, right? Which is fucking so creepy enough as it is. Static yeah. is so creepy. Yeah. So he goes in. He turns off one of the TVs. And he sees two glasses of champagne sitting on napkins in the kitchen. Right? The fuck, though? So then he is like, nah, what the fuck? And starts going upstairs. And he gets to the top of the stairs. And I think he kind of goes into one of the, I don't know if they share a room, but I think he goes into one of their rooms. Again, the TV's on, static. He sees a message, like, right over the TV in the same sort of what looks like bloody Ketchup. Which is, I guess, ketchup. It says, marry me. Oh, it's the fucking little dude. I knew it was. He sees somebody out of the corner of his eye. Oh, fuck. He turns, and it's a figure with their back to him. What's it doing? In a wedding dress with a blonde wig on. The fuck? Yep. Well, it's his deceased wife's wedding wedding dress. dress. Yeah. And I'm sure in his head, at least the way it portrayed it on the show I watched, it was like, maybe he's like seeing a ghost. Figure turns around. It's Daniel in his deceased wife's wedding dress with a blonde wig. And he's got like what is described as like war paint on his face. War paint. Like full like Braveheart. And he has an axe. Okay. This is where now it's an Andrea episode. That was just like the spooky intro. Yeah, no. Mm. That was fucking spook. That little creepy fuck. I hope the dad kicks his kicks the. Sh- take my wife's dress off. Nope. I'm about to kick the shit out just of you. Just wait. Just wait. Oh my so that's God. fucking and terrifying. I would shit my fuck in my head. Like I go through these scenarios. Like I'd be so brave. In reality, I would shit my fucking pants. I would scream. I oh, uh, I, you can't you can't quantify you can't you can't rationalize what you would do in those moments. Right, for sure. Well, that's oh, freak the fuck kinda out. Kind of what dad does. He's like the fuck, backs up, runs down the stairs. Dude, kind of starts to come at him. He runs down the stairs, goes out, shuts the door, and is like, "Get the girls in the house." You know, they go to the neighbor's house. They call the police. And then that's the end of the story. Everything's and, fine. Sure. Guy goes to jail in his warm paint. <laughs> everything's fine so the police come and they're like uh dude it's probably in there yeah so the police go in and they start to search the place and they're not really seeing anything they're not finding anything except until... all for the ketchup and the champagne and all that shit well and then they see sort of like stains kind of like as if he had written that note in that ketchup and it has it on his hand and it's Below the staircase, and there's a book. Was he living in the There's a bookshelf kind of shifted, um, under the by the staircase, and they move it, and he's in this little kind of like hole in the wall type. 
I can't remember. I don't know if it was actually like a little closet he was in initially, but they they find him. And they're like, come out. We he, got you. He the comes jig out. is up. Yeah. He comes out. Is he still in the wedding dress? I don't know. I hope he, for the sake of my brain, he's still in this wedding dress. I don't think he is. But he comes out. They arrest him. Take him into custody. The cops go in and start to investigate the situation. And they find all of these little pathways and peepholes throughout the walls of the house where this dude had been living. I fucking called it. In the walls, looking at the girls. Jesus. Looking through the vents to know when the father was there or not there to know so when he would he could be thumping out, out on the walls and shit. And he was the one who was coming out and writing these messages, going back in, coming out, moving things, banging on the walls, tormenting these girls. What the fuck, though? Right. So it's been said that. Danny was either trying to, like, pretend to be the ghost of Annie and Jessica's mother, like, to torment them because he knew that they had tried to kind of, like, summon her. Because he was already in the house at that point? Yeah. Wow. But they are pretty sure that he was planning on the girls finding him. And not the dad. As the dead mother in the dress with the, you know, to kind of, like, play this weird ghostly role or whatever. You know, but we nobody really knows. But he has been he's in custody. Yeah. And he's in juvenile court or he's in juvenile Detention. Detention at first. Then they decide that they're going to try him as an adult. So he's moved to um, the big house, the correctional yes, facility. In which that provides or that allows him to be able to get bailed out. Okay. As a juvenile, you can't, but as an adult you you can get Bailed you know, out. bailed out on a bond. So his mother posts his bond. Where the fuck was she, though? Was he living in this house, or was he just, like, creeping about in the house? Well, Is that kind of unclear, or? There were, like, beer bottles, signs of him sleeping there. There was piles of the girl's garments that he had. Dirty fucking bastard. Like, accumulated and, like. He was sniffing them jacked off on oh the fuck though food beer all so he was like staying there sometimes yeah but i mean i i don't know the extent of like what his How, mom he, knew you she, know i don't know he could have been going over to his buddy's house but really or, like, he's gonna be a creepy left fuck. his parents house at midnight came back at seven was there all night or you know what i mean i don't know jesus but needless to say his mother posted his bail okay He's home for a while. I can't tell you how long between this time and when he is home that this happens. But I will, A, the Andrews family decides that they are going to move. Good call, guys. You got Thank a fucking God. weird fuck labyrinth there, in your house. Right? Those poor little girls, man. So on December 1st, 1987... Danny broke into, he leaves his mom's house, and he breaks into the Gustafson's, G-U-S-T-A-F-S-O-N, Gustafson family home, which was about a half a mile from his parents' house 
which was directly like behind his parents' home where he could just kind of go through a woods sure. to get there. And he broke into the house. And from what I know, he was, I guess, rummaging in the house. He was still in there. And the mother, Priscilla, got home. She was 33. She had her two young children, Abigail and William. Abigail and William. So he's in the house. She gets home? Yeah. She comes home with her two kids who are five and eight. And basically she is attacked by Danny. Oh, no. He has a gun. He rapes her and shoots her. Jesus. Like three times in her bed. Then he takes one of the chil- one of the kids to one bathroom and drowns them in the bathtub and then takes the Fuck. other child to the other bathroom and drowns it. The other child. Jesus Christ. Then flees into the woods. So the husband of Priscilla comes home to find his whole life destroyed. Oh, and she was pregnant. Fuck, dude. So he comes home to find his deceased pregnant wife and his two children. But there was one crazy, like, there was one specific thing that was noticed was that there was a beer open and poured into a glass by the bed, just like Danny the had champagne done glasses. with the champagne glasses. He was going to kill those little girls, And it was man. so close to his house. So then when the police were investigating this, they were like, let's do a surprise visit to Danny because That's this up. seems like it yeah. might, yeah. So they go to the house, they go to Danny's house, and the mom's like, I know we missed the fucking, uh, I know we missed his lawyer's apartment. I don't know. They just, she doesn't sound like that. I don't know. But she's like, I know he didn't show up for his lawyer thing. And they're like, well, is he here? We need to talk to him. And she's like, Danny, Danny. He's not there. So then there's this manhunt search for him, and they're even police who are off duty coming in on their off, you know who, who on their off hours to try to help find this fucker. Yeah. They get a tip that somebody saw him at a lumber mill which was about 8 miles outside of Peppermill where they live and um they get helicopters, everything, they kind of surround it and then I think they kind of find this little shack that he's in and they from what I was watching, which was Investigation Discovery's show, uh, Your Worst Nightmare, mm-hmm. they, like, started to pull everything back so he didn't think he was going to get caught because they, they found him. And they bust it down. And they're like, Danny, come out with your hands up. We've got you. He comes out. He's laughing. He's laughing. And he's like, don't shoot. Don't shoot. And he's he's laughing. And they handcuffed him and, and, and they take him. So Danny is arrested from there. Obviously, I guess he's psychologically evaluated, whatever. Yeah. But basically, he ends up being convicted of these murders and is sentenced to three life sentences for the murder of the Gustafsson family. Good. And then I'm sure he had some other charges yeah. for that uh, the poor Andrews family. That it was kind of Trump, those ones, though, yeah. Um. Basically, the whole time he's been in prison, which was from 19, starting from 1988, he has never shown any remorse, but clearly has been suffering from a multitude of personality disorders. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lastly, in 2017, he apparently 
decided that he was going to be remorseful for his actions, which, lo and behold, was also his last appeal. Uh-huh. Uh, he said, quote, I do not have the words to fully express my profound sorrow, but I am truly sorry, but I am truly sorry for the harm I have caused from the very essence of who I am, from the depth of my soul, I am sorry. And yeah, he's a little fucker. He got denied Good. that, which is great. Hopefully he'll stay in prison for the rest of his life. And Andrew Gustafson, the husband, husband who lost his wife and his kids, didn't end up remarrying. But his wife did end up coming, his new wife did come, end up coming to testify at Danny's last parole hearing because Andrew just, even though he did remarry and move on, he was never the same. Yeah, He was so broken. He was depressed. And he died in um, 2014. And one of his last things that he said was, don't ever let him out. He should rot in prison. And I hope he fucking does. He will. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, he didn't get he didn't get his yeah, he last. Didn't get his appeal, yeah. So. Wow. Or last, yeah. Spook. That was a spooky tale there. I I'm sorry if that was so all over the place and crazy, but it is so oh, bonkers spooky, to me because it's like it starts as something that seems like a haunting, and then it's a dude living in your fucking walls. Yeah. And then you get away, and then he goes and murders a whole other family. Yeah, I mean, I thought that it was just going to end with him so being a creepy crazy. fuck. Yeah, I just feel the like the imagery of him in that in that wedding dress with his with back a, to the with a blonde with an, wig on and an axe, and he's wearing war paint. Yeah, Ugh. what a fucking some purge and like the poor dad just thought imagery. it was the girls like being dumb, being kids. Well, you know, being mourning. Not, you know, yeah, mourning, not being yeah. dumb, but seeking attention. And, yeah, and they were not lying. For him to like, and he comes out and like moves shit and writes shit on the walls. Yeah. That is terrifying. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Ugh. The 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 notion of people hiding in secret places. No. Yeah. Spooky. Just hiding in somebody hiding in my fucking walls. Yeah. <gasps> in my attic, in like a weird little cross. But no, Mm-mm. no. Grimy little fucker. That is so scary. That is scary. That was a good story, babe. Thanks. I don't know yeah. that that's one that's as known. I had never. I mean, I don't so. know half the ones you told me, but I didn't know that. Yeah, that was wild. But I that one just has all the elements. Yeah, that one was spooky. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You ready for mine? Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to dive a little bit into some unsolved occult stuff. Okay. Today we're going to be talking about Netta Fornario. What? That's the name of a woman. Oh. Yes. Uh, first name Netta? Last name? First name Nora, known by her friends oh. as Netta. Her name was Nora Emily Aditha Fernario. Her That's father like was. Frank, a.k.a. Brian, in my life. Yeah, story. right? Well, Nora, Netta. Yeah. You could see, I could see it better than Frank and Brian. Yeah, I don't know. Don't compare <laughs> Nora to Frank. <laughs> okay? You don't know anything about Nora. Tell so, me. Netta. Uh, so her father was Italian, and he was like a he was like a nurse, like a doctor. He was in the medical field, and her mother was English. He died at a young age, and so she was born in Cairo, but ended up growing up in England. Okay, where's Cairo? Africa. That's what I think. Yeah, right. Egypt. I think it's in Egypt. E- not Africa. It's Egypt. Where's Where's Egypt? Well, e- I'm sorry. I didn't mean not. I didn't mean <laughs> not Africa. I meant I meant to say no. I meant to say Egypt. Yeah. 
Cairo, right. Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she belonged to the Alpha et Omega Temple, which is an offshoot of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. The sure. Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn is occultist. Okay, it's occult. There, we're talking. We're talking ritualized magic. We're talking tarot. We're talking seances. We're talking, uh, you know, other deities, summonings, all this kind of stuff. Magic, paganism, all this stuff. But not specific to like the devil, right? Or yeah, not specific. There's so much to it when you get into it. Like okay. there's the host of angels and demons and all this stuff, and, th- and all of that plays into it. So a a, a mem- so the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn was very famous back in the day. Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Yeah, it was a super uh it was an organization that was established in the late 19th century and so one of the most notable people in this order uh was Aleister Crowley. Have okay. you ever heard that name before? It actually sounds familiar, but I have no idea why. So Aleister Crowley, I plan to do a, a, a little pod on him, so I don't want to go too deep, but he was once called the most evil man in the world. He was super, super enigmatic, uh, occult guy of super big resources. Mm-hmm. I'm sure and I know some. So, uh, There's a reason I know Black that Sabbath has a song, Mr. Crowley, don't, don't, don't. That's, that's as much as I can do without it contractually. Not, you, that song is fucking, it's a banger. Mm. But he's a very famous dude. So he was a part of this hermetic order. She's from like an offshoot of that who were really dedicated to like telepathy. So she's like from a sect of the Golden Dawn. But it's like an offshoot that stayed true to this other dude's values. We're not going to get it. Not, is Stranger Things? Is the Demogorgon about The Demogorgon it? is going <laughs> to totes come through. So... She, she was born in Egypt. And her pops died and some other shit happened. And she goes to England she, because that's her where mo- her mother is? Her mother was from England, okay. yeah. So she grew up in she grew up in London and she goes to the so she goes to this place called the Isle of Iona. Which is one of the it's an, a Scottish isle. It's a small The Island of Iona. Iona. What does that translate to? Bread. A, the Island of Bread. The Island of Bread. Why bread? I don't know. Rye bread. Uh, so <laughs> Iona, very famous to the local culture for magic. It's called like a a thin a thin place. So it's like where heaven and earth can meet. Like this world and the other world of can meet. Europe or England specifically. So we're in Scotland. She's going to Scotland. Oh, she's in Scotland now. She's going to an island in, on, on the west coast oh, of Scotland. Oh, I forgot you said she. Yeah. yeah. So, but the local- She's drawn there because of the rich folklore- magical energy and she, keep in mind she's an occultist so she believes in all this shit to the death right and she's she's apparently fairly well into this cult she's like but a part of them like she's I, a, a ranking member just as a, an aside wait the occult that's but that's the devil right it's it's not necessarily there is I, no like they I don't think, worship god de- it's it's they worship it's, all notion of things they're they're trying to summon entities angels demons it's ritualized magic okay. in regards to, like summonings but it's not and often stuff. good I'm, we're gonna talk a little bit about that yeah okay um so on when she got to iona she rented a room from a native islander who i've only ever found her name as miss mccray i don't know anything about a mr mccray mm-hmm. i don't know mrs mccray's first name okay. to answer any questions 
McCray. Don't at me. She's cray. Actually, at me if you know anything about Miss McCray. Because she's cray. <laughs> no, she's super sweet. She was she had a she had a, a reputation for like taking people in and 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 housing folks. So it's this little old Scottish lady and then this like young free thinking occultist woman in right. in Scotland. So an unlikely duo. Right. But so she goes there in the summer of 1929 and she takes a lot of stuff. It's noted that she took so much luggage. Like she was planning for a long stay there. Oh, Cuz she, she wanted was to moving? she wanted to con- <laughs> yeah, well for a time, yeah. yeah. She wanted to contact these local the, she heard so it's also Iona where uh Macbeth in Shakespeare is laid to rest. Okay. So Iona has a little bit of a, a mystical reputation. Iona know that. <laughs> I Iona. Iona known that. Yeah, nailed it. Yours was way better than anything yeah. I could think of. Uh, so Netta would talk to Miss McRae about the tales of the island and was fascinated by them. And Netta would kind of unnerve Miss McRae by being super fucking random and making these strange... Uh, revelation saying oh, I just have a question did, so so at this point why did she move in with Ned Miss McRae yeah Miss McRae had a room open so it was like she's just, she's it was like an a, it was it was like a Craigslist an Airbnb oh, I've got a fucking oh, I've got a I'm squished. No, if you're going to come in, you're going to come uh, into the house then. All yes. right, I've got a place to rent. You can rent the back like, room. Hello, I really, I really, I really got to find room to stay into. I've got some bloody, I've got a lot of luggage. Oh, that's, I've got really... room for you. You're coming in the way. Oh, I've got uh, a room for you over here. Oh, is it pennies to the, yeah, not, not very much. I can bring I all my luggage. I can't speak to the exchange rate, but I yeah. I can bring all my luggage. Yeah, you can bring your yeah. luggage. Yeah. Wow. So she would say that she told Miss McRae that she had this ability to go into trances. Cool. And sometimes the trances Basic would last combos. last a long time, mm. and never to help her if she fell into one of these trances. Leave her be. Great. She said she could go into these trances for up to a week because she's gone to the great and far beyond. She's also a huge believer in the fairy folk as well, Sounds which like is she's a doing huge, a lot of acid. A little bit prior to that, but there is in one of the podcasts that I listened to about this, uh, the Unsolved Podcast with Richard McLean Smith, great podcast, and he opens the podcast talking about people's belief in the unknown mm-hmm. and this and that and how how much more comforting that is than the knowledge that we're completely alone so like he's saying that we some people might believe in aliens or demons or 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 you know yeah, fairy yeah. folk or another but what if they're all the same thing what if yeah. they are this thing and he talks about how what, what did you say I just totally lost my train of thought. I said she was on bloody acid. Oh, and he talks about how one dude did DMT and melt the, met these, like, elves, these time mm. elves and stuff. Um, but no reference to her doing drugs in this story, so unfortunately. She's just like, uh, you know, if I yeah. pass out and I'm, like, unresponsive, yeah. leave me alone for a few days just until I off. come back. If I start stinking, throw a bottle of water you know, on me, you know? Just leave me. I'll play, I'll, I'll play rent when I got back up. Yeah, when I leave me up. alone. Just take it out of my purse. I'm just having a demonic thing. I'm it's just, not demonic. I I'm don't sorry. Think. I'm just having a thing with some a other metaphysical. people. Metaphysical. I'm having a metaphysical thing. Yeah. So Netta spent her days roaming about the island, which is about a three mile long island. There's beautiful white beaches, really craggy rocks. Uh, fierce winds blow up through this place, uh, and the temperature gets cold at night. Mm. You're right by the you're right by the ocean, uh, but it's beautiful. It's ancient, uh, full of mystery, and so. I don't know if I'm with her. She dies. Well, who? Netta. She's going to die. Netta's going to die. 
Okay. This is, is this the story. Are you just spoiling gonna, it? I, I think I said the mysterious death of Netta at the beginning. We're gonna oh. we're gonna we're gonna continue to cover that. So right before she did die, she sent kind of a weird me- and so she 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 somehow has some resources and I don't know where that comes from, but it seems like she's got some paper because she has a housekeeper in London and she sent by paper. You mean she's got money? She's all about that paper, boy. So yeah, you have no idea what her. Well, but maybe I, I bet when her father died, they got like a large. Yeah, he he had some buckaroonies. Yeah, maybe. Some buckaroonies. He had some greenbacks. He got some buckaroonies. Yeah, he's got some coin, didn't he? So she met she she messaged her housekeeper. Messages? Her... Yeah, she FaceTimed her. What year is it? 1929. So she sent She the sent her a letter. Pigeon? She sent a letter. She sent the ravens. <laughs> uh and said she would not be hearing from her for some time because she was having a terrible case of healing. What the fuck does that mean? I don't fucking know. But that's what she said. It, it, and it's, it, no one really knows what that means. After the time of Netta's death, the housekeeper was quoted in the press mentioning a lot of times that she had been to the far beyond and, and had gone to another world and had come back as well. So she had saying that Netta had been to the great beyond and come back. This is her housekeeper, uh, like uh, attesting to the fact that Netta could go so and she's, forth. Um, she's yeah. confining in her housekeeper. Yeah, yeah. That she could, and, and her okay. housekeeper was like, she could do this shit. Wow. So here's what happens. Things came to a head. She's feeling psychically drained, I guess, after this letter to her her housekeeper. And she's she's not, she's she's uncomfortable. So on the 17th of November, keep in mind she's been in there since, she's been there since summer. Trying to commune with these energies and things on this island. Right. She got up really early, which was unusual for her. She usually, she had a reputation for sleeping late. And began to pack. Same. Yeah, you love sleeping. And she packed Who up. doesn't? Yeah, right. And she packed up all her stuff. She told Miss McRae that she I'm had. Fucking living. She told Miss McRae that some people were attacking her telepathically. Okay. And that she had received disturbing messages from other worlds. And that she had to get the fuck up off of Iona. You think that was her direct quote? Yeah. I gotta get the fuck up off. I gotta get the fuck up off Iona, bruh. Bruh. I don't fuck with Iona anymore. And she was like, well, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. <clears throat> no, wait, no. Wait, you gotta do it. No. Uh, Scottish. Yeah. Scottish. So, unfortunately, Miss McRae was like, well, it's Sunday and the boats don't run Sunday, so you can't leave. So, she fucking... We've got church. <laughs> so, she freaks the fuck out and, like, goes back into her room. Then later on in the day, she comes out. She's like, my bad. I was just having a bad morning. I'm going to stay for a little while longer. <laughs> Everything's fine. And then later on. That... Everyone's psycho crazy ex. Yeah. And oh, what I meant to say is that Miss McRae, when she, the first time she came out and was freaking out, she noticed that Netta's jewelry, silver jewelry had seemed to have blackened overnight. <gasps> Not necessarily that she was wearing, but her whole collection of jewelry had turned black that overnight. She, that was on her on yeah, her that, sh- that she had with her or or yeah whatever yeah. yeah so she was gonna stay see it through and that she was gonna actually stay on the island forever she's like i'm gonna okay i have to stay here actually to figure oh this jk shit out. i'm never leaving well the sudden change of mood was like kind of like what the fuck and she said she might have just misread a sign that she was actually supposed to stay there <sighs> so you know, as someone as as into the occult as Netta would would find any kind of significance in any kind of sign, or you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. the leaves fell in a certain direction. I've got to leave. I'm being oh, attacked. The t- leaves fell. I've got to leave. I've got to make like a tree and leave. Um. um so, 
what happens next, it gets a little bit confused as it's a long time ago and nobody has the exact timeline of what happened. Okay. So uh, I do have one question. Sure. When she, so she has a house in London. Um, in London. And she's staying with this chick in right. Scotland. Uh, um, Scotland. But when she went to Scotland. Yeah. Was she planning on it just being like just a, 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 a long stay? Yeah, just a long stay. She was stay. planning on going back to She's this correct. house. Yeah, yeah. And she just like was like, yo, housekeeper. Keep the house. Live it up. Keep the house. Keep it clean. Yep. I'll send you a carry pigeon. A carrier pigeon with some nights. I think it was just a male know, at that I'm point. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so... She was she was known to go on these walks while she's trying to commune with them and blah with, the, with these spirits whatever they were. So she went out for her walk on Sunday and there was a delay on reporting her missing because it wasn't unusual for her to take a long walk. But the next day came around she didn't come home. So it was a while later, but her body was found on Tuesday, Whoa. November the nineteenth. So two days after her walk, they found her body. This is, okay. this is where it happens. This is the show right here. She was found lying on Fairy Mound, which is a hill close to the to an ancient ruined village a few miles away from where she was staying. Okay. Although close by, the village was fairly inaccessible, and Netta uh, had never visited on her walks before. So she ne- apparently, you know, through what anybody had heard, she'd never been out that way yet. Mm-hmm. Netta was naked, uh. apart from a black cloak. Which is said cloak. a cloak she was no, wearing, I know, yeah. which uh, was like symbolizing the the upper echelons of her occult order that she was a part of, the Alpha at Omega Temple. Those was like the garb of that group. Also, these occultists love being fucking naked and banging each I other. I also love so. that it's like the Alpha at Omega. Oh, weird! Just goes to show you how fucking culty sorority and fraternities are. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. I was in one. Yeah. Don't at me. I hated it. I don't think anyone's going to at you over that. That's because we have not enough Yeah. Listeners. So, <laughs> back to the part where she was dead. Yeah. Sorry. In a fucking cloak? That's yeah, so Yeah, so she awful. was laying on a large cross, which had, oh been dug, which had been dug out of the hillside, and the knife used for this was found lying close by. A blackened silver cross on a chain was around her neck. Her bare feet were cut and bleeding, as though she had been running barefoot across the ground, she was uh. estimated having died between 10 p.m. on that Sunday and lunchtime on the 19th. So it was a couple of days before they found her body. But it was like that night that she died. Potentially, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the official thing was that it was caused by the elements. She was naked. It was fucking cold. She got hypothermia. Blah, blah, blah. They're not saying it was murder? Not, not at this point. Not to what? where we are in this story. She was yet. laying on a cross. That she had seemingly dug herself. And Mysteriously she had, enough, that, she was also covered in unexplained scratch marks. Okay. So homicide. Um. Well, who would? I mean, there's no. Well, wait, you're telling me that she went two miles or whatever. She went on a walk. Yeah. She dug some cross into the on Fairy Hill beach or whatever on like a, a little area a few by mi- hand got naked laid on the cross had cut up her feet in the process well there's no sign of herself. there's no sign of what would have killed her do you understand like her neck wasn't broken she wasn't stabbed yeah there wasn't you but know there what were i mean cuts and stuff little cuts all over her body but S- this was uh 19 what 
1929. So there wasn't forensic. For sure. And so she could have been poisoned. Yeah. There's pseudoscientists that say it was like a, a, a mental attack. Okay, wait. So I think I maybe, I, I didn't mean to jump forward. So they, they find her. And then what? The police find her and they're like... And they literally no chalk it up. No play. Yeah, they chalk it up to death by the elements. Like she oh, died wow. from being exposed to the elements. Uh, and then a bunch... You know, there's a bunch of, you know, hearsay about what's happened because... Are her she was a found? Co- uh, no. She was... Wow. That's what she was wearing. That's what they found. There's no mention of her clothes being recovered um, or entered into any kind of forensic situation. Uh, there's this author... Named Dion Fortune, and I can't imagine that's his real name. <laughs> but he was also a member of the temple of the Alpha Et, the Omega, the temple that she was a part of. And he said that she was certainly a victim of a murderous psychic attack, whereby somebody deliberately sets out to destroy a person. Uh, and he said he had experienced these himself. Another guy, kind of famous, Aleister Crowley, also claimed to have been the victim of a psychic attack. There's this chick that wrote a book about... So what What exactly is a psychic attack? That's where somebody that something... uses their brain power to fuck with you. You know, it's like telepathy like te- or telekinesis astral or not projection te- or what? something along those lines. Almost yeah. like a voodoo doll, but with your brain. But with your brain. What? Like remote viewing or something. Well, how did those two guys get out of it? There was a book written, uh, actually, about uh, psychic self-defense... That he wrote, he actually wrote a book on psychically self, like self defense, on how to how what? to ward off mental attackers. Yeah, uh, and he mentions her in the book a bunch of times. Yeah, that's so. That's one. essentially what it is. She was out there researching the occult, deeply involved in the occult, trying to commune with ancient Scottish presence, and went off for a jaunt after being really weird. She died, and that's that. And there's that? never been any answer. So she, she seemingly, she's face down, naked in a cloak with a cross, in, in, like in, d- dead in this cross that she might have built herself on an ancient, how do you like metaphysical. The and stuff. There, well, she was running, you know, like from free- what? Motherfucking, who knows, bro? That's her the own thing. brain telling her to like dig all these. Or so there's there's tons of stuff when we talk about like because I said when we get into the Aleister Crowley thing. Which is something that you said you want to talk about. Yeah, the, the whole order of the hermetic, th- the order of hermetic gold and bullshit, these dudes, um, there's so much to it and there's so many famous people involved and uh, it's really interesting that she comes from that. How did you find this? How did you even know about this story about this? Well, I was, I've been looking into Aleister Crowley uh-huh. uh, because I want to do an episode about him and there's there's a lot of stuff out there, but there's also a lot of like fluff and not a lot of like juice Mm -hmm. you know i want to know what what the fuck exactly he was doing uh because he's a really enigmatic dude and i thought it'd be a cool episode yeah and uh i actually literally was like searching aleister crowley stuff and then i felt the the hermetic order of the golden dawn and then it kind of just that's kind of what it led to because a lot of this is like super english a lot of this side of it and I, you know, I gravitate towards that stuff, and I don't think weird. Yeah, and you know, I think there's so much mention of like American folklore and stuff, but this is this is like the early, you know, 1920s. Shit is funky, weird. The vibe is so much different. You know, it's the Roaring Twenty, the end of the Roaring Twenties, and the occult, and how seriously people were taking it. Well, and it for me as somebody who's like into true crime to hear you talking about the occult in the 20s. 
is so interesting to me because yeah. when you talk about the occult, for me, it's like that whole satanic panic sure, thing where sure. in the 80s and this is know? like the same time when like everybody was fucking freaking out about seances mm. and uh psychic in general all this stuff and so people uh always you know find so there's all these secret societies and this and that but you know she was just so enigmatic because like she'd been following all this she gets an inkling overnight to go to this island she goes on she stays there for months trying to communicate with the other side and then Freaks out and then dies. So, yeah, with her her death, her death, her mysterious. There's never, death. there's never any follow up. Nope, there's not no... that I've ever seen. They literally chalked it up to like what like severity suicide, of the element. Basically? No, like the like she they 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 think that she misinterpreted but what about or misunderstood. Well, they I guess from her panicking, from whatever she was panicking from, maybe she was running through some brush or running through some woods. You and know. then she panically. Pa- panics digs across and i, I think and, like, that's what's exciting I'm sorry all of that with her not having clothes all of that with her feet and the co- that is just yeah like i, I like, bet we really homicide. need like if we had some forensics out there there was just sperm everywhere well it's just it's such a <laughs> different time yeah like. and she was no like uh i'll try to post some pictures on the website but for her time and for the time she was considered very beautiful you know, she was young and it esoteric like and, the, um, you know, like, so there's probably some horny fucking fishermen. It feels you know a lot what like I mean? the Black Dahlia. Yeah, yeah. The, it's it's completely unsolved. And I, I, I think that people, the, the circumstances that she was so involved in the mystic is why it's so intriguing. Because she died in a mystic place under weird circumstances. You well, know? and a lot of times, like with the Black Dahlia, there's like a stigma when you're like this girl who's, <coughs> who, who is deemed a slut. Yeah. Or you're yeah. this person who's deemed, you know, you're, you're oh, well, she was messing with the yeah. black magic. People yeah. don't care and they they don't want to take notes and look into yeah. it. And, and it is very easily written off as a, an accident yeah. or a whatever. Yeah. And I think it's it, it's... For that time. Yeah, and it's really interesting to look at it from, from both perspectives. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe... That's why Maybe she did pierce the veil and found some fairy folk and they fucked her up. Or she bit off more than she could chew. Or the victim of tragic circumstance. Or she literally froze her ass off and died. You know, because she's right on the ocean. She was butt-ass naked with a weird wizard cloak on. Yeah. Tra- trolloping about in the fucking highlands of... You know, in the Isles of Scotland... And uh, at that point, I don't even know like what kind of evidence would have been taken. even cultivated. Yeah, exactly. Uh, would they have had like poop out cameras? Poop out cameras? Would they have had any? Sort oh of my camera? god, I had such a different image in my head just then. I'm sure they had photography. Would they have had I don't cameras know. To I don't know how. Sort of there are there are no photos of okay that, but there are photos of her prior to. So fo- photography was. I mean, photography so around. Even take. Pictures of the crime scene, and not, I don't. I don't think they even. Cons- I don't even think they had it, that headspace with it. You know, it's a small well, little island. I know, Scotland, but like regardless resources. of if it's a death by you know suicide or natural causes or whatever, it's still crime scene. So sure. I would think that there would be pictures. Yeah, photographs. I mean, they they kind of chalked it up to she froze her ass off, and but there still should have been you know should have could have would have man. You know, I think it's pretty kind of predates when they were taking crime scene photos though. Nineteen twenty nine is early. Look it up, bro. Do a Google. You don't not right now, man. Oh, um, I thought you literally wanted. Yeah, to but that's the that's the story. That's wild. Yeah. I want to know so much more about her and the 
Oh, Netta. The... Just, I, I think the whole thing. I, I, I you're going to like you. Your brain goes to like true, cr- true I crime. I do. I and do. like my headspace is kind of like I think it's it's mysterious for a really interesting reason. But you even know? if it is, even if it was, oh, like that's still yeah. Like oh, it's still like there's so many unknown yeah questions, and for this, you know, woman to have lost her life in one way or the other. I think the most compelling part is that somebody else said that she was saying that she was being attacked telepathically yeah. and then died. And then to have died. apparently yeah. other people to say that is... Yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty bonkers. Wild. Old Miss McCray did not give a fuck about the occult. You know what I mean? She's probably a God-fearing woman out there in the aisles. She probably was like, this is fucking crazy as shit. Now she's got all her fucking luggage in my house. She's can like, I sell it? Well, can you, what is the Scottish accent? I think it goes a bit like this. I yeah, think you talk like, like oh, this a little bit. Oh, I don't, I don't care if you bring that in here. You I'll don't make, bring that luggage into my house. I'll make you some pancakes. I'll just bring it. Put all your luggage up in the room. I'll, I'll make you some pancakes. Don't bring your black baggage down there. I don't care. Don't bring the, don't bring the magic down. Just. I don't. Uh huh. That's what happens. I'm was Scottish. It. You were for I a minute. Just put it down. <laughs> you got. You went all over the map there for a second. I tried. Anyway, you're man. good. You're the one that's Yeah, I'm all right at it. Also, uh, apologies to anyone who uh, took offense. We ain't got to nobody us. in England or Scotland listening yet. We'll apologize when we see y'all on the if analytics, we man. Do tell us. Yeah, tell us how shit our accents are. Anyway, man, thank you all so much for listening. We drink thank and us. we know things. Thank you. The podcast. <laughs> All uh, right, and another few things, you know, follow us on social media. See, you uh, got it, you got it. <laughs> go ahead and give us a follow, as well as uh, leave us a written review. Uh, we drink and we know things. Yes, all the right. podcast. Yes. No, uh, I'm not good at it. And you I fuck can, me up when you I do, can do it. I can do it. <laughs> you act- make me do it worse <laughs> when you do it. I can do some accents, but I can't do I, I am the accent lord of this podcast. Okay. Just, just Moving on. I think, that the, was- I think our listeners would agree. All, 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 think- all of you, yeah. Oh, All right, then we'll see you oh, on the next. We'll see you on the next time around, and we drink and we know things. The podcast. <laughs> oh, okay, follow us on you social. Just <laughs> I'm gonna, I hate you. Yeah, follow us on social media, man. <laughs> Leave us a written review. The whole fucking thing. You know, you, if you've listened to this, you probably listened to another episode. You know where to find us. Fucking holler at us. Leave us an email. Twitter. We'll see you all next time. Instagram. I just keep. You want to end it, and I just keep cutting you, you off. Just keep Twitter, Instagram. Going. What are we also be on? Facebook. I don't know. Man. Our website. Yeah, Facebook, the website, we drink and we know This is the longest fucking plug. You should finish it. All right, then. We'll see you next time on We Drink and We Know Things, the podcast. <laughs>